Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6.21 that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It is good to take inventory of your heart from time to time, determining what you are filling it with and where it is leading you. Without regular checkups on the condition of your heart, you may find yourself strained for what you know to be true. Join Kim Miller in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as she walks us through the scriptures, assisting us with our heart checkup. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And we're going to just take some time out of our busy lives today in this few moments that we are together to really look at what's important to us. I think so often we get busy doing this and doing that, and sometimes even the things that we're doing are amazingly good, but we don't take an opportunity to really take inventory of the things that are important to us. And when we don't look at what's important to us, then we can find ourselves easily being swayed in directions that cause us to spend time doing things that are not important to us, which that is at the sacrifice of the things that are so important to us. And so as we begin to look at our lives and what our future holds for us and build dreams and hopes and goals and objectives for the upcoming year, I think it's important for us to take a spiritual look at the condition of our heart, of our spiritual condition. Are you as close to God as you used to be? Are you as close to God as you want to be? Now, for many of us, the answer to the second question is always going to be no, because we want to be as close to God as possible. And so we want to continually be growing in his word and growing in our faith and getting to know him even better and even more greatly. And so we would say we're not as close as we want to be because we desire to be closer and closer and closer to him. And that's an amazing thing. But in order to make that happen, we are going to have to make some changes in our lives. We're going to have to make room for Jesus. You know, during the Christmas season, we talk about how he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And we often neglect to admit to ourselves or especially to anyone else that we too have not made room for Jesus. That in our day-to-day lives, we're not offering ourselves as a place that he can come to and he can spend time with us and he can teach us and lead us and instruct us. We often have such horrible thoughts about who would put baby Jesus or any baby 
out in some stable-type barn. But yet, the truth be told, many of us don't even make that kind of accommodation for Jesus. There are days and weeks that go by that we have not had a decent conversation with him. And the Bible says that he changes not. And he says, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. So we know that if you've gone this long without talking to him, it isn't because of him. Because in Revelations 3.20, he says that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man open up the door, I will come in unto him and I will sup with him and he with me. So we know that if our, our relationship with God isn't what it should be, that the fault lies within us. And I'd like to bring your attention to a passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 19 and concluding in verse 21. And it reads as this, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. When we look at the word treasure, we begin to see that it's something that we keep carefully, something that we guard, something that has extreme value to us, something that we cherish, something that we prize as having. And so we carefully make sure that nothing gets a hold of it, that nothing destroys it, that nothing takes it away from us. And in fact, in many cases, we really take careful attention and, and pay real close attention to get more of whatever it is that we treasure. And so if you really want to know the condition of your heart, we can begin to look at the things in our lives that we guard most closely. Are you guarding your relationship with Jesus? Do you protect your eyes from seeing things that are ungodly? Do you keep them from seeing things they shouldn't see? Do you close your ears to conversations that are not of God? Do you close your ears to conversations that are of the world, perhaps that use filthy language? Do you allow yourselves to read and watch things that enter into your home by either the book you were reading or the TV show or the movie that you're watching that you would never otherwise let in. You let language into your living room or wherever you are that you would never let in if someone came to your door speaking that way. Yet we let it in through what we consider harmless avenues. But the reality of it is, is what we let in through our eyes and what we let in through our ears, those are the things that are beginning to shape our heart because that's what we're filling our heart with. 
So the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15 that we're to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that means we need to know how to divide the word of truth in times of trouble, what we need to use whenever it comes time for us to fight the devil that we know which pieces of scripture to throw out and when to throw them out. And yes, it means we need to know what the Bible says correctly, but we need to know how to use the Bible with skill and effectiveness. And that only comes from studying his word. When we think about our treasure, it says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Think about what it is you spend your time and your energy on. I had the privilege of a child, as a child, growing up and playing competitive sports. And I played tennis and Tennis was incredibly important to me. And as a result of that, there was time for it in every day. I rested most generally on Sundays, but every other day there was time for it. And it took priority over many things in my life, like going out with my friends or staying up late. See, because I wanted to be a well-tuned athlete, And because I wanted to be successful, I was willing to sacrifice other things for it. I learned very quickly in my life that if I want to be close to God, I'm going to have to sacrifice the pleasures of my flesh. That means I might have to give up some stuff that other people think is okay. See, but the Bible says, to whom much is given, of much is required. And if I want to have a close, personal walk with Jesus Christ, then I am going to have to offer myself a willing vessel, take up my cross daily and follow him and learn of him. See, I need to know who he is. I need to understand his characteristics. I need to understand how he answers in certain situations because as a Christian, I am to be Christ-like. As his child, I am to have a relationship with him that knows him and loves him and hears him and reveres him and follows him and listens to his instructions and follows his directions. I need to make room for Jesus. So what I decide to spend my time on will show somebody else what my treasure is. And that treasure is going to be what my heart is committed to. So quickly take an assessment in your 24-hour day. What is it you're spending all your time on? Is it to sleep? Every spare moment, every opportunity, are you sleeping? Is it your work? Is it you've made $100 today? How can I make 101? Oh, I made $110 last week. How can I make 120? See, we often go beyond what our work is and begin to just try to find ways to make money. What can I sell? How can I hustle? What gig can I take on? All that's taking us away from our family. All of that is taking us away from our study of the word. All of that is taking us away from being available for God to use us. Now, that's not to say that God won't use you in your work, but then you'll be trying to give every available time to the Lord. It won't be for the money that work gives you. It'll be for the reward of knowing Jesus and being used of him. It'll be a nomenclature thing. 
You'll speak of God instead of money. You'll speak of God instead of work. You'll speak of blessings from God instead of rewards. You'll speak of knowing a holy God and being in his presence and having him as your friend and your God and your director instead of being able to drop names of famous people or higher ups in your company. Your your heart will be fixated on knowing who God is and allowing him to transform you into who God planned for you to be so that you can live the life of abundance in him that he has planned for you to prosper you and to give you a hope. But it'll all be because your heart is fixed on Jesus. You'll be committed to him and his ways. You'll want to spend money in his work and his service. You won't be trying to figure out how to finagle half of your tithing money in order to buy the new boat. Or God forbid you bought the boat, now you have to use half your tithing money to pay for the gas. See, none of those things are wrong. Gas isn't bad. Boats are not wrong. It's when they become more to you than God, then they are wrong because he says that he is a jealous God. And he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Whatever is standing between you and God, whatever is standing between you and the service of the Lord, that's your G-O-D. And it will never have the power, the might, the satisfaction, the joy, the glory, and the peace that comes from God Almighty through Jesus, his son. If you're trying to figure out what the condition of your heart is, Is it joyful? When you follow God and you follow his way, you have a peace that passes understanding and a joy unspeakable and full of glory, and you are joyous. Oh, there might be some troubles and there might be some heartaches, but you have joy unspeakable. What's the last thing on your mind before you go to bed at night? Is it how you're going to make money the next day? How you're going to learn how to win that next game? How are you going to be more popular with your friends? How can I get one more Facebook like? How can I get one more person to follow me? Or is it, what is God going to do with me tomorrow? What will be the adventure as I buckle up with the Holy Spirit that God is going to call me to and send me to tomorrow? How am I going to be able to be used of God? Lord, what can I do right now in these last few moments before I lay my head to rest that will enable me to be more usable by you? And do you spend all day long waiting to watch some series on TV? Or do you have this gnawing inside of you? When will I get to read the word of God again? Are you sitting by a phone waiting for someone to call you when you have at a moment's disposal the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who's already there knocking on your heart's door, wanting to speak to you, wanting to be invited into your life, wanting to be consulted about what it is that he wants you to do today, wanting you to come to him and get your marching orders for the day, wanting to bless you and speak to you, wanting to provide your every need, wanting to give you companionship and comfort and joy and love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. But yet you never... Be still and know that he is God. 
What's the condition of your heart? What is it that you value? You see, it takes more than words to treasure something or someone. It takes commitment, real commitment. It takes devotion and love. If you love Jesus, you will put him in his rightful place, which is the center of your life. You will put him first and foremost. It is my prayer that you know him today and that he is the treasure you hold most dearly, that he is the light of your life. He's the reason you get up and the reason you go to bed. He's the joy of your soul, the laughter of your life, the warmth of your heart, and your every dream is wrapped in knowing him more today than you knew him yesterday. Serve him today with all you have. Honor him with your life. Sacrifice your flesh for the blessings. Let Jesus control your thoughts, your heart, and your mind. Live for him today, I pray. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
happy girl